Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And man, do we have a doozy. It's not really a doozy. I just really wanted to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It was a doozy in my brain. I literally just told Sydney we had like a time frame we were recording by. And thank God because I was going to fall down a rabbit hole if this is like a tentative (laughs) like oh maybe today but we could record tomorrow no like we had to record today and thank god i told you i'm going to fall down on my own afterwards (laughs) we'll have a later later part two episode at some point Yeah, where I'll go all over various literature throughout history. I do make some <laughs> references, but only of like two pieces of literature because I thought they were fun facts. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I can guess one. Oh, I'm sure you can guess one. It's the most <laughs> famous one. Only, the only one, though. I don't know the other one. I didn't know the other one, so that's why I included it. Wow. Anything else to add before we dive in? I'm, like, super excited to talk about <laughs> No, I'm actually really excited, too. So, take it away. Okay. Today, we discuss a topic that, although can be considered a cryptid, it is usually more considered a myth, legend, or a thing of folklore. However, stories and tales of this creature date back longer than most modern-day religions, even. And sightings are still being reported nowadays, thousands of years later. Today, we are talking about the history and the most famous sightings of mermaids. Woo! (laughs) I'm so excited. Just before I, like, dive into this all, uh, (laughs) Sydney and I have been on, like, a mermaid TikTok (laughs) hole. (laughs) Literally a uh, hole, and I'm still trying to get out of it. Yeah, there was, like, this thread Sydney had sent me, and then we both were stalking this guy's TikToks, who, like, works on a fishing ship and claims to have, like, video footage of hearing, like, the songs of mermaids or sirens. He has and, video footage of mermaids, guys. I mean, it's kind of wild, And we are just really trying to prove it to be real. (laughs) It's real. So that's kind of, I've been like on this kick and I was trying to do something a little more fun and lighthearted and was like, oh, I should look into a cryptid. And, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think one thing we try to do is find something that's a little different (laughs) and it, it almost gets difficult finding enough information on cryptids that not everyone has heard of (laughs) now that we've talked about like the handful of ones we didn't know (laughs) so that's that's very true i think we've run out of what could be a cryptid and i was like oh fucking mermaids they could be cryptids literally when you so Peyton texted me and she was like i figured out my case and so we use like a shared page to like write down all our cases and like write down just information or whatever and so I was like okay I'll go check and I look and I was like fucking mermaids like in all (laughs) caps like just excited as fuck well and usually when we pick a case we'll just be like oh hey picked one whatever and I was like all right kind of nervous you were like oh can't wait to go look and I was like no pressure or anything I was really like please go fucking look right now (laughs) Because naturally I looked. So excited. (laughs) I was thrilled. I was so thrilled, especially with the TikTok stuff that we had both kind of fallen down. I was very excited to look further into it. (laughs) Well, hopefully this episode does not disappoint. (laughs) Um, I guess like I kind of started my research going into like a description. Obviously, most of us have probably seen at least an image of, like, the Little Mermaid or something like that. So, we know what mermaids have been described as mostly. There are various forms. So, obviously, they're aquatic creatures. 
with the head and upper body of a female and the tail of a fish. Sometimes it's also described as like the tail of a snake or amphibian in general. Mermen are the male equivalent, but sightings have been less common throughout history. And some descriptions in ancient times is that of a female head on top of a fish body. So like literally no human torso. It was just like a fish body. And then instead it was like a woman head. <laughs> I saw That's like really wild. It was like it was mostly in like Asian countries. And I saw d- <laughs> ancient images or like drawings and it was creepy looking. <laughs> This sounds creepy looking. So they would mostly be described as beautiful and seductive. They also had a seductive voice, which is said to have lured sailors. Uh, A lot of different cultures throughout the years have had differing opinions on like personality traits and things like that. But I'll get into it in a little bit. So a lot of ancient civilizations were formed originally around rivers and seas which like honestly makes sense because humans need a source of water and so because of that this had a significant impact on ancient religions that were formed many of the gods were combinations of human and fish like surprisingly there were a decent amount and since the people at this time really kind of believed that life came from the sea. I did see a reference that the first depiction or like reference that we have for sure of mermaids or merfolk of sorts actually is from the Stone Age, which is like roughly 30,000 years ago. Um, and like Stone Age, like cave depictions and stuff like that. But it was only mentioned in one article. Everything else I can find is, like, roughly 7,000 years ago, and it was, like, Babylonian times. There was a Babylonian god named Ea, and I'm really hoping I say all these crazy names right. (laughs) It is literally Ea, and that was the first god mentioned. It would later be Oannes by the Greeks. I believe I'm really not proving my Greek heritage right (laughs) It's, but we're just going to go with that. So this God was known to be a bringer of knowledge, arts, sciences, fertility, and many other things over the years. This was kind of the first depiction of like a God that was a human and fish combination. About 4,000 years ago, roughly 1,000 BC, so In case anyone doesn't know times, we are in 2022 AD. (laughs) So roughly around 1000 BC, there was a a tar goddess. I'm really going to butcher these names. All the crazy names. They are literally all the craziest. (laughs) Like, like, I don't even know how to describe these names. But, like, they're crazy. So, some things, <laughs> when we get to stories, I don't even say the translated name. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> so, a tar goddess, we're going to go with that. She was an Assyrian goddess in, obviously, the Syrian region. She was considered to have been, like, the first realist like mermaid resemblance that we have as like an image of a mermaid nowadays the story goes that a tar goddess once killed a human that she like that was her lover and she loved this man and accidentally killed him and after doing so she was so ashamed she banished she banished herself to the depths of the sea and tried to turn herself into a fish as punishment However, the sea had refused to hide her and her beauty completely. Therefore, it only allowed the bottom bottom half of her body to become a fish, the upper half remaining to look like her normal human self. And interesting enough, I just want to comment, she was considered the goddess of the moon and fertility, which I do think is kind of ironic since, like, 4,000 years ago, I'm sure... 
it was unaware we were unaware that the moon determined the tides of the ocean so i just i thought that was like very ironic that that was what her symbolism was a lot of like greek and roman goddesses that would later be kind of formed off of her was like aphrodite or things like that aphrodite yes (laughs) and they would also be like fertility and love and like all this like i don't know gushy romanticized ideas we'll say gushy stuff i don't know (laughs) that's what makes literature gushy stuff I mean, it's true. <laughs> As a reader of books, it's true. <laughs> so the Greeks would also, like I said, use a lot of these previous religions to form their own versions. Um, and there was also Poseidon in Greek mythology, Neptune in Roman mythology. And their son, Poseidon's son was Triton, which was considered the first like Greek god <laughs> to be a hundred percent like a murf murf folk we'll say i looked it up that's the proper terminology in case you were unaware (laughs) throughout the times the legends and stories of merfolk would evolve and many different cultures would kind of adapt their own versions with some varying you know different physical but mostly personality traits so for the greeks mermaids were to be feared they called them sirens who would lure sailors to their deaths originally sirens were half bird and half human creatures but this would evolve to be half fish instead the belief would also be same on the british isles where mermaids sirens or also sea nymphs as they were called would be bad omens and a sign of death Lots of cultures at this time would associate mermaids with shipwrecks, floods, storms, and drownings. So, like, not great. (laughs) However, not all cultures would see mermaids to be, like, an evil creature. The Chinese, for example, believed that the tears of sirens would create pearls, which we do now know is false, but (laughs) that, and they also believed that they could grant immortality to humans if they so wished. It is interesting because some cultures believe that they're immortal and then others believe that they are simply like mortal beings and can die. Others believe they're soulless. Like it's really wild, the differences. And that's what like the rabbit hole I could have fallen down was like how they're depicted in all these different cultures is just so mind blowing. That is really crazy because usually they're, like, very similar from culture to culture. Yeah, and it really depends on where. But, like, there could be places like Greece and then that view it like evil creatures, right? Mm -hmm. And then – oh, where am I? Oh, so – but, like, right next to Greece, not far at least, was Persia, and they – have great views of mermaids the british isles have negative views but like the irish have good views (laughs) so it's like really it makes zero sense to me all dependent on their personal experiences with mermaids i guess and like the legends intertwined with their culture it's it's really interesting like that was one thing that i talked about is like literally every culture had so many different views and I really wanted to dive deep into it, but it was just not necessary. So I'm going <laughs> to, I have a few more like brief overviews. So like the Irish also knew, you know, sirens would call the sailors with songs, but they thought it was more of like a song of love instead of like luring them to their deaths. And my personal you know, favorite view of all, and at least, like I said, my personal one is that of the Persians who actually believe mermaids were not half fish, half human. They were whole humans with the ability to live under the sea, which made them a little more advanced than us. <laughs> so I thought that was very like 
they're not awful. They're just like us, just smarter. <laughs> Most people are smarter than us, I feel like. Most things are smarter than us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one I'll talk about, uh, just because I thought it was kind of wild, was the views of the Slavic people. So countries such as Russia, Belarus, and Ukraine. They viewed mermaids as the restless spirits of the unclean dead. (laughs) There was a belief they were essentially ghosts of young women who died untimely deaths, specifically murders or suicides prior to their weddings, and especially potentially from drowning. So they were very specific. (laughs) Like I said, there are many writings and legends that tell stories of merfolk, and I will not go into detail on all of them. (laughs) However, there is one legend in Greek writing that I did want to share because I thought it was fascinating. You know, a lot of it intertwines legends and, like, these folklores and these false stories with, like, true people and historical, like, facts (laughs) so it gets like you know throughout time things can get confusing for people hearing these stories word of mouth one legend that was passed down it was believed that alexander the great sister did not die but instead became a mermaid she would supposedly ask the sailors on any ship she encountered is king alexander alive The correct answer to give her would be he lives and reigns and conquers the world, which would make her happy. In return, she'd calm the waters and allow the sailors to pass. However, if they gave any other answer to her, they would essentially be doomed. It would cause a storm, troubled waters, cause drowning or ships to crash. Which, like, if I'm ever, like, a a ruler I guess like I that would be cool advantage to have like <laughs> you know <laughs> at least his story lived on probably longer than he did way longer <laughs> I mean side note it's freaking Alexander the Great so like <laughs> <laughs> he did live on forever um and I do have some like really funny like historical people I'm gonna talk about so <laughs> Uh, As we dive into, like, our famous, the most famous sightings, we'll say. Because, you know, there are various recorded histories and sightings of mermaids. But there are some more famous than others. And the more more famous ones that I could, like, verify in multiple sources, those are the ones I will be talking about. So the first one kind of dates back to the 2nd century. There was a Roman naturalist and author, sounded like he was in the army, a bunch of, he did a bunch of stuff, I googled him, his name's Pliny the Elder, never heard of him before, Uh, (laughs) but he recorded in a book called Natural History, and he recorded numerous sightings of mermaids off the coast of Gaul, and for those who don't know, (laughs) Gaul was a region of Western Europe first described by Romans, and that was kind of where France, Belgium, Switzerland would now be. So it doesn't necessarily exist anymore, but it was in that area. And in his writings, he mentioned that the corpses of mermaids washed ashore frequently. In fact, they were described specifically to be covered in scales, and it was mentioned that it became so frequent and so worrisome that the governor of Gaul wrote a letter to the emperor Augustus at the time in regards to this to hoping that he would come out and investigate and look into all of it. For the record, the emperor never responded, but in case anyone was unsure of who Emperor Augustus is, Any of you history nerds would know that that name sounds familiar because it is the Caesar Augustus. (laughs) So, like, the Roman Emperor Caesar. Caesar! (laughs) It is pretty crazy, though. Like, I feel like all the good stuff happens, like, before we had cameras. Like, just a bunch of mermaid corpses keep coming and washing up on the beach. 
And like, oh, for sure, Caesar's not gonna do anything about it because he's named after he salad. <laughs> like, well, he's so famous that a salad is named after. <laughs> he's named after the salad. Okay, what came first, the salad or the <laughs> emperor? I don't think I'll... Caesar salads existed two thousand years ago. He I'll died fight. in like fourteen eighty. <laughs> I'll fight to the death on this. So, like, 2008 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Caesar salad came first. I'm going to Google it. It didn't, okay? This is, like, a Reddit post that, like, I would read deep into in the wee hours of the night. <laughs> Caesar salad was invented in 1903. <laughs> yes, but... Re- in yo, Chicago! I read a Reddit post on this once. That's where my favorite people come out of the woodwork. Okay, well, maybe you'll have to send me this, or I'll search the depths of Reddit. It's just me in conspiracy theory mode. (laughs) So, on our timeline of sightings, our next famous sighting is also going to take you to a name I hope all of you have heard of before. The famous pirate Blackbeard also reportedly saw mermaids, and this is according to his logbook. There were several voyages him and his crew took where he instructed them to stay away from certain previously charted waters, which he claimed to be enchanted by mermaids that he had seen himself as well as members of his crew. A fun fact I saw is that when they would land somewhere, a lot of times after like encountering these mermaids, they would tell people of these stories and it would spread by word of mouth. So a lot of people at the time also knew that Blackbeard and his crew had encountered mermaids. But like historians can verify that this is in his logbook. (laughs) That's crazy. Crazy! The freaking pa- famous pirate Blackbeard was scared of mermaids. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Facts. <laughs> so in 1493, Christopher Columbus also famously wrote about seeing mermaids on his travels to the New World, but described them as very ugly-looking mermaids while sailing in the Caribbean. <laughs> I have more to say on it later. I'll save it for my science category. (laughs) Um, And then another really famous explorer, Henry Hudson, he was best known for exploring Canada and parts of Northeast America. He also reportedly spotted mermaids. On June 15th, 1608, Hudson and crew members reported seeing mermaids in the Arctic Ocean, either believed to be in the Norwegian or Barents Seas. So it's not sure where exactly they were, but there were multiple reports at the time that they also claimed to have seen mermaids. Additionally, there are multiple sightings in Canada near Vancouver and Victoria. The first major one I'm not going to get into. It kind of varies somewhere between 1870, 1890. The other one we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, but Canada, I I just thought it was really interesting that, like, Canada and the Arctic Ocean are also places of sightings because the water's so cold. <laughs> I guess it could be cold in, like, the deep depths of any ocean, but I was just really shocked by that. Isn't it supposed to be, like, super cold down there? Like, in the deep depths of the ocean? I don't know. What? <laughs> what temperature? <laughs> oh. Of the deep sea. <laughs> I think it gets like colder the further you go. Question mark. Yeah, it says below about 200 meters deep. Uh, it. It varies, but it averages about 39 degrees Fahrenheit. Or 4 degrees Celsius for any non-American listeners. (laughs) Okay. There was also a story in June of 1881 of a fisherman in Pennsylvania who reported five separate sightings of mermaids 
in the Susquehanna River. <laughs> uh, hopefully I also said that right. Um, but there's no other detail on that. So I'm pretty sure it was like it was recorded somewhere. And then that was it. No one looked into it. Also, this is, like, the first one that we see in, like, freshwater. There are, like, varying legends and stories of freshwater mermaids as well. So, like, not saying it's out of the norm. But, like, as we, you and I might picture mermaids, we generally think of the ocean in salt water. Well, I mean, we just recently learned about river pirates. So, I mean, anything's possible now in my mind. Anything is possible. <laughs> in 1943, in the Kai Islands, which were a part of Indonesia, are a part of Indonesia, <laughs> Japanese soldiers during World War II claimed to have seen many mermaids or manfish as sightings, as they put it. They were described as just under five feet tall. That's actually a conversion. Theirs was 150 centimeters tall. And I had no idea what that was. Uh, so it's roughly about five feet. <laughs> and they were described as having spikes on the spine, shoulder, and neck. The local villagers had a creature that they were familiar with. It. I'm not, this is one of those ones where I said I didn't even write the name. I'm not even going to try to say how the villager said this creature's name, but it did translate roughly to manfish. The soldiers stationed here kind of thought this was a myth, but soon they learned otherwise. <laughs> These soldiers were stationed over a 500 mile area on the islands. And all throughout this area, there were many sightings by different soldiers, all seeing a very similar amphibious creature, mostly seen in the water instead of land, sometimes on land temporarily. And the creature was described as having light pink skin and a mouth like a carp, which I thought was interesting because then it definitely sounds more fish-like. They also had two frog-like long fins and long arms. I don't know what the frog-like long fins are, but that seems more like I'm thinking of like frog legs. So I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's got to be like frog legs, like the webbed aspect. Yeah. But like it's two sense. instead of being like one like tail, I guess. Yeah, that would make sense. One time, reportedly, there were soldiers that came across this natural lagoon, and they decided, you know, they were going to hang out and relax, and then they noticed some thrashing in the water. At this time, one of the creatures actually jumped out of the water onto a rock that was, like, jutting out nearby. They claimed it looked straight at them and made a gurgling sound. And then another creature started swimming right at them in the water. So soldiers basically agreed these creatures did not seem friendly. They were very worried for their own safety, so they began shooting at them. The creatures got away. The men <laughs> booked it out of there, and no one reportedly was injured. <laughs> A sergeant stationed here in these islands was actually really involved with this he was trying to work with the villagers to see if any of these creatures were ever captured alive or dead and then he wanted to be notified if moving forward any of them were from all accounts there wasn't any captured so uh, i didn't see anything further about that but he also contacted his general in the army who came to the island and actually witnessed it with his own eyes as well and he had seen these creatures. When the war ended, the sergeant tried to work with the scientific community and try to get them involved and investigate, but they never did. And the story kind of died down there. Go figure. Right? And they're like, nah, we're not going to look into this. <laughs> so frustrating. I mean, I'm sure they did and just never told him, but that's a... Another story. U.S. This. government, don't come for us. <laughs> exactly what it is. Somebody's looking into it. We just don't know about it. In 1967, 
in Maine Island, which was in British Columbia, Canada. There was a ferry full of people (laughs) that claimed to have seen a beautiful blonde mermaid sitting on a beach eating raw salmon while the waves crashed on her. (laughs) So that seems like a really dramatized vision (laughs) like you'd see in a movie. However, it was a full ass fairy full of people that all claimed they saw the same thing. That makes it even better. Yeah. (laughs) So then that week, later on that week, another spotting took place in that area Uh, supposedly some more people who witnessed it were like, no, that's a hoax, like, no way, and didn't believe it, but there was this company called Undersea Gardens, I looked them up, it literally just kind of sounds like an underwater aquarium, (laughs) like, I don't know if I'm, like, explaining that properly, but they were literally, you could go walk under, underwater, (laughs) In this like thing that they would carve out. I don't know how to explain it. So you're like in a you're in a basement and then the basement window is like under the sea. Yeah, kinda. Okay, okay. And so this Charles White guy from this company was like so excited about potentially proving the existence of mermaids. He offered a reward of twenty five thousand dollars for her capture. He even ran a, like, a promotional ad, basically trying to get word out to the mermaid. Don't know how the mermaid would have heard any of this information. But anyways, <laughs> letting the mermaid know that she could come live in the undersea gardens. He would give her her entire room for free. Whatever she wanted would be put in that room for her. She'd never have to, like, hunt or fish again. Uh, not surprising, no one was ever able to capture her or even even find her ever again, and the story died out. <laughs> but, like, I was really confused that Charles White went to these links because I'm pretty sure the mermaid's not going to hear your offer. <laughs> and if she does, she doesn't want to come sit in your zoo, basically, like, and just be watched by all these people. Who would willingly do that? The answer no. is no one. <laughs> no, not a chance. So, moving on to the next sighting, in 1998, off the island of Kauai, I totally didn't say that right, Uh, in Hawaii, (laughs) there was another mermaid sighting, a diver, Jeff, and this is another (laughs) one where I'm only using his first name, because I literally looked at his last name, and I was like, I could say this six different ways, and I'm not going to fuck it up. So he is only going to be called Jeff. (laughs) I can spell it for you guys if you want, but whatever. (laughs) Go to our sources. So Jeff was a video videographer for a diving company. Hey, he was about 20 minutes off the coast with a boat full of 10 other people. When Jeff looked over and noticed a woman swimming with a pod of dolphins. And she was keeping up with them, which obviously is very abnormal and weird. (laughs) So that's when the woman jumped out of the water and in the air like the dolphins would. And it exposed her fishtail instead of legs. Supposedly she jumped out of the water twice and then was gone. And this was witnessed by Jeff as well as the 10 other people on this boat. They were all on the boat at the time, not swimming in the water, diving or anything. And they kind of thought it was done. She jumped, you know, like I said, twice, was gone. They couldn't see her. And so eventually they had kind of moved on. Like they saw something strange. They weren't really sure if that's what they saw. So it is what it is kind of thing. And they were going to continue on with their lives. (laughs) About an hour later, Jeff is diving underwater, capturing pictures of the marine life. And the woman he saw brushed against him while swimming by. Jeff quickly turned around and tried to snap some pictures of her swimming away and managed to capture her in one, which he sent to three separate high-profile labs. All claimed the picture was true and untampered with. That's like a loose saying because I don't 
it could go either way. Like, obviously, it was untampered, but looking at the picture, it's not clear and definitive. Sydney, did you see this specific picture by chance? I did, and it's real. Okay, I was going to send it to you <laughs> if you did not. No, I did, I did. Um, I mean... It's like, so you can tell that it's like a figure or like a a person, but like... I mean, it looks like your stereotypical, like, there's yeah. a head, shoulders, arms. You can see the hips, and then there's no leg separation, and then it gets super narrow, and it turns into the fin. Mm-hmm. And it's like above, like, the, the mermaid was swimming above him at that point and swimming away. Um, so, like, you can see the sun is above it. I don't... I mean, okay, so it's 1998. So, like, I'm sure the photography of this happened in 2022 would be a lot more clear. (laughs) My problem is, nowadays, and I, you have the Renaissance Festival by you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they do this at your Renaissance Festival, they do it at ours. But, like, you can literally get your picture taken with a mermaid or a merman. Every every year I go, of course, I freaking do it. I have multiple pictures with the merfolk. Like, duh. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's very clear it's, like, a person. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, like, yeah. they have one of those fake tails on. So, like, it could be something like that. You can literally Google mermaids and find, like, real pictures of people that are, like, swimming underwater. They aren't just, they're just not that deep. And, like, the photography makes it look like it is. You know what I mean? There's, yeah, there's literally a, like, water park in Minnesota, question mark? I don't know. But they have, like, a little area that they have a woman who has, like, a tail on and swims around like a mermaid. And you can have, like, mermaid encounters with her. So, like, (laughs) it's a water park. It's a legitimate water park. And then you can go to, like, this one section and your kid can, like talk to the mermaid through the glass and stuff and it I follow her on Instagram that's how I know this is a thing because I was like this is bizarre (laughs) (laughs) but I know people that are literally friends with the merman from our renaissance festival on Facebook it's intriguing like that that is that's your job like that's what you do like that's wild to me like that's what I want to do I mean even like doing this research and looking stuff up one of my sources that talks about like history of mermaids and sirens it's like the sirenas mediterranean academy and at the end i'm like yes it's like legitimate history and then i get to the end and it's like if interested in becoming a mermaid click here and you can go through our training and i'm like what I the fuck i literally looked at that page i literally looked at that page and was like yes click i want there to were so many other pages too where i could find stuff like that and i was just like I can't right now like dig into this <laughs> that's gonna be something that at like two in the morning when I wake up in the middle of the night I'm gonna register for I mean, I'm gonna I'll, become a mermaid I don't know if I've mentioned it on here but like I will most people who know me have heard me say something similar before my zodiac sign is a Pisces I am literally a mermaid <laughs> Uh, so when I say that I feel like if I had a mythical spirit animal it would for sure be a mermaid my ass will definitely be looking up to see how I can become one enroll in the program literally Uh, another famous sighting was actually an Israeli sighting back in 2009. I, again, I'm going to probably butcher the city name, and I did Google it. <laughs> Kiryat Gat, I believe, is the city name. <laughs> I'm just awful. We're just going <laughs> to... I'm just giving up here. So, in August of 2009... Dozens of people have reported seeing a mermaid leaping out of the water in Haifa Bay off an Israeli coastal town, basically doing tricks in the water near a beach. This supposedly actually lasted a couple days, and eventually the media got a hold of it, as well as the government. Uh, in my notes, I literally put in all caps and parentheses, like, weird it wasn't covered by the news right away. Like... 
I'm pretty sure they would have been like, oh, multiple people are out here seeing a mermaid. Like, let's see what the hell is going on. But anyways. They got paid off. (laughs) That's got to be it. Well, we're actually getting into the payoff here. So (laughs) since this was such a large sighting with so many different people reporting on it, it actually prompted the Israeli government to offer a $1 million award for proof of the mermaid's existence. Like, verifiable proof. So, this reward prompted NBC to go out and do their own investigating with the crew they sent here. They filmed morning and night, both above and below the waters, hoping to get something that could verify this. Late one night, the crew claimed to have gotten footage of a human figure dipping into the water, and despite them trying to follow it, It disappeared and never reappeared back out of the water. The only usable footage was some random shots by them and some random shots by bystanders who also witnessed the same thing. And all of this footage was actually sent to the Center for Coastal Ocean Research in Los Angeles. The center's director examined it all and said, and I quote, Although it was impossible to clearly state that the figure is for sure a mermaid, it is still a possibility. So basically, <laughs> after reviewing the document, the documents and the footage, they could tell that it wasn't unedited. It was true footage, but it could not be proven nor denied from what he saw, whether it was a mermaid or not. So, like, not like, oh, it was clearly a person. Not like, oh, it was clearly a mermaid. And the $1 million reward is still out there, still unclaimed, and still up for grabs if anyone's interested. (laughs) I am interested. I did see that. And I think I'm going to move out there, set up ship, just do some recording day in and day out. We got an in. We know someone who speaks Hebrew. Do we? Like, Yeah. My boyfriend. <laughs> oh, that little guy. He's been to Israel before, so, like, he'll, he can be our translator. He'll probably freaking throw us in there and take pictures of us. Or his, and say, his brother knows it, too. Like, conversation Hebrew. So. He'd throw us in the water, <laughs> say, take pictures, and say we were the mermaids. Maybe. he Run off he with a million dollars. He really might. <laughs> Shucks. So the last one I have is in February of 2012, work was needed on a dam of a water reserve in Zimbabwe. And what needed to be done was there was a water pump in the water that had been blocked and they needed to fix it and repair some of this area. And so local employees were hired and divers were sent down in the water only to come back up without the job being completed and they refused to ever go back down again (laughs) it was reported that mermaids hounded and threatened the workers telling them to leave the site alone or they'd face the consequences or something like that from the translation and the multiple sources that claimed this however the government didn't believe these previous employees they hired an outside crew and decided to try this again. The new crew went down underwater and had the same thing happen. They reported seeing mermaids, came up without the work being done, and refused to ever go back down. It is worth mentioning in this area, mermaids are a strong belief amongst the people. Lots of people have claimed to have seen proof of their existence, and they are, like, pretty frightening to the people. But it's important to also note that it has been 10 years now since that work was needed to be completed on the dam, and it is still incomplete. No one will go down and do it. (laughs) This is, like, my favorite. I'm really happy you mentioned this uh, story in particular because I had never heard of it before. And it was, like, by far my favorite because I was, like, they get their workers to go down there. The workers are like, fuck this. There's mermaids <laughs> down there. So they hire, like, this outside company and are like, whatever. You guys are full of shit. And this outside company goes and they're like, yeah, no, we ain't going down there again. Like, you guys gotta <laughs> figure it out. And then, like, it kind of made it sound like that was it. Like, they didn't try to send anybody else down there either. But, like, I kind of want to go and 
investigate. I want to dive down there. I don't know anything about water pumps, but I could give it a college try. I mean, same. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to try it. (laughs) Just to see what's down there. Dude, imagine that. Like, oh my god. I would... I might die of a heart attack, if I'm going to be honest. Because as much as I want to picture mermaids like this, I have a feeling it'll probably be more like the Harry Potter Goblet of Fire episode. Yes. Or movie. And, like, that's what they actually are. (laughs) Which Mm -hmm. are, like, terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, I also have a very strong feeling that they are not, like, the little mermaid. Like, just They're not beautiful. Like, they... I mean... They might be, but, like, it's so questionable. Like, they live under the water. Like, they're a different breed. Like, yeah, I, I oh, don't know. Oh, I have some notes about why scientists specifically think that it's not a real thing. <laughs> I think this is literally what I did. Let's hear it. Well, first, I do also want to say, I think in the Zimbabwe, I couldn't find it again. Like, I skimmed it before on my phone yesterday and I couldn't find it or a few days ago and I tried to look yesterday and today and I couldn't find the article so I have no idea what I was reading but I think they even sent like someone like not like a shaman but kind of of the area to like bless the water and the reserve and like try to banish the mermaids before they sent the new crew down and it didn't work oh my god (laughs) they were like uh no (laughs) sorry (laughs) well like I guess it's interesting because like so what happens like you go down there like they don't know I mean I'm assuming in my head that mermaids don't know like English or like their language whatever language they're speaking so like are they just like swimming around them like attacking them like get the fuck out of here or are they just like maybe like like, Like, I don't know if they like actually even talk underwater or if it was like in, like imposing on them like that where it's like swarming them and they were scared <laughs> in the area they had to work in yeah I don't know I again I think my more I think the more realistic version of mermaids isn't what's fantasized I am a firm believer it is probably more like Harry Potter <laughs> like that is what I'm convinced of probably absolutely And just for the record, that's, like, why my biggest, (laughs) one of my biggest fears my entire life is seaweed. And I know that's so (laughs) irrational. But, like, it got worse as I got older and, like, read those books. (laughs) And I have some really funny, but, like, they were really traumatizing stories at the time of, like, me basically crying. Uh, (laughs) But... Fun fact, also, I'm going to call out my dad here. (laughs) Uh, One summer, him and one of my little sisters were, like, in a canoe, and he was, like, messing around, and it tipped (laughs) in, like, a local lake. And she, like, was obviously freaking out. He got her back in there, but he couldn't get back in without, like, tipping it over. Or, no, I'm sorry, maybe his fiance and the other sister got (laughs) got Amy. Like, whatever it was. But anyways, when my dad was telling us this story, I kept telling him, like, oh, my God. And there was so much seaweed touching you, wasn't there? Like, that's so scary. And he said the same thing. He was, like, joking around. But he was, like, no, I really felt like the seaweed was going to, like, pull me under. So I just kept kicking my oh leg. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was, like, I'm so glad that it's, like, not just me. Like, it's, like, a real thing for people to be scared of. But thanks, Harry Potter. You made it worse. Um, okay. So <laughs> uh, I have, like, a possible, you know, explanations and my science category. And the first thing I want to mention is that I had said, like, Christopher Columbus's sightings of ugly mermaids. <laughs> um, it is, like, widely believed by historians and scientists that Christopher Columbus saw ugly, in quotes, mermaids but what they actually were were either manatees or what's called a dugong and it was like very closely related to a manatee it actually kind of looks really similar too and it was actually hunted to extinction in the 1700s i'm literally doing my research and i'm like this fucking idiot 
fuck you, Christopher Columbus. And I know it's a lot of verbal, verbal vulgar language, and I'm sorry, but I very passionately <laughs> do not like Christopher Columbus, okay? <laughs> Just He's saying. always up to no good. So, like, I'm reading this, and I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> so I, I didn't have more... to include that. <laughs> For me, it was more like, of course, Christopher Columbus had to say that he was involved. Of course. <laughs> literally, he, like, couldn't be left out of it. <laughs> he has to be involved in everything. <laughs> and then historians and scientists look back and they're like, uh, no, this man was wrong. <laughs> Goofy guy. <laughs> it's actually also believed that a lot of, like, the Greek half-fish sightings uh, or, like, their stories were originally from manatees, porpoises, or even seals. So, a lot of these, like, legends are loosely based off these animals that, like, people hadn't really encountered yet. So, I thought that was really interesting to include that maybe there is some scientific explanation for, like, back in the day. I don't have a scientific explanation on anything from, like, the 60s and up, even the 40s and up. Like, those manatees and stuff were, like, they were, we were already aware of seals and manatees and stuff like that then. So, um, and lastly, the thing I found about scientific discussions on whether mermaids could truly exist or not And apparently, looking at it purely from a scientific and evolution standpoint, the belief is that they could not, with the following five main points as the reason behind this. So, one, thermoregulation, or the ability to regulate body heat. So, I mentioned, like, the water being cold. Fish don't have thermoregulation, but humans do. (laughs) So, like, how would that work? They don't know. They're different. They're different. <laughs> They're not the same as us. I mean, They're yeah, different. it's believed to be an evolutionary mismatch overall. I don't know how that's like it's an entire own point because I don't, they didn't explain that any further. <laughs> um, there would be obvious reproductive issues. Fish lay eggs. Humans don't. <laughs> there are also major digestive differences between mammals and fish. Not to, like, mention if, like, waist down you're a fish. Like, how do you go to the bathroom? I don't know. <laughs> but the lastly, scientific uh, reasoning says there's a lack of physical evidence proving their existence. So, although yeah, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. sightings, no one's ever been able to physically catch one and verify it. Which is true. Well, I think, like, I guess I I get the science aspect and, like, the reasoning behind that. But at the same time, it's like, we don't have, per your last point, we don't have the actual proof. So, like, how do we not know that, like, their digestive system is different or, like, you know, maybe they do lay eggs or, like, there's something different. Like, we don't know any of that. So, like, I don't really feel like they can put any science aspect in it until they get their hands on one or t- the government tells us more. Here I am to just remind everyone before we end this. The bear of bad news. <laughs> no, actually, I'm I might shock you here. The ocean accounts for roughly approximately 70.8% of the Earth's surface. Out of all of that, only about 5% has ever been explored. So like let that sink in because like I don't I don't know if you I'm You've seen <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yes, of course. Okay. It's a classic. Okay, so <laughs> this is my example all the time, and I will go to my deathbed saying this. You know, oh, the Kraken, and there's this huge mythical ocean beast. <laughs> the giant squid wasn't officially, like, discovered until, like, 2012. 2002, sorry. Giant squid was captured alive for the first time. Yeah, then there's still... So, like, let us think in 20 years ago, a giant squid was captured. And if (laughs) everyone doesn't know, that fits a lot of the descriptions of, like, the Kraken. 
So I'm it's a true. believer that there could be something out there very similar to a mermaid. Maybe it isn't like half person, half fish. It could look something like freaking Harry Potter. Yes. And <laughs> it could be like obviously more amphibious. Uh, but I'm not saying that's like out of the realm. I think it's actually very possible. I just really don't think they look like Little Mermaid. <laughs> no, they definitely they definitely don't look like a Little Mermaid at all. I'm, that's a guarantee. But like, I think that too, like all these sightings, like if you only see a thing briefly and it has like blonde hair or whatever, you know, they see that it has hair or something. They're not necessarily seeing like the full blown face. They're more probably in shock that they're seeing this thing hop out of the water. Like, Literally. I don't even think I would be able to tell if it was beautiful or not. And, like, maybe you're 500 feet away, 100 feet away. Like, the details like that aren't going to be known. I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, everything no, about it is I 100% agree. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page, though, because not that we aren't usually. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. <laughs> but, like, we both are very open to the idea that this is very possible. I think it is. I was actually, I mean, this is kind of the opposite because this is like water and like underground. And yesterday, my boyfriend and I, he flew out of Milwaukee um, to go to a bachelor party. And he was like, you know, what's really frustrating to me, he said, and I was like, what? That, when I get on an airplane, I still have to put my phone in airplane mode because, like, I can't just, like, text <laughs> up there. Like, we don't know what's up there. And I was like, you have to put it into perspective, though. Like, they don't know what's up there. Like, there's aliens <laughs> and stuff that, like, invade with, like, the sound systems. And, like, what if they see your text messages? And he just kind of looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> was he like, that's really not why they do it? <laughs> No, he just kind of looked at me and was like, okay, and then, like, changed the subject. Like, <laughs> getting into this with you right now. Like. It's so funny. I actually really agree. I don't know why we still have to put our phones in airplane mode. But it has something it's to like do with so like, up the satellites or something. But, like, we're so advanced nowadays, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I think it's because they don't want the aliens to steal our shit. Probably. <laughs> Fraud by alien. Identity theft by alien. Maybe. Oh, Maybe and then not. I do have two more fun facts. Um, and then I'll let you add whatever you, <laughs> if I forgot anything you want to mention. But so the first worldwide popularization of mermaids came from Hans Christian Andersen in 1836 when he wrote The Little Mermaid. No, Walt Disney did not write The Little Mermaid. <laughs> if you don't know that, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Go read a book. Go read a book, specifically <laughs> Hans Christian Andersen. <laughs> it's actually believed this is cause this was the cause of mermaids to be more romanticized instead of feared. They were like stuff of legends, obviously described as like beautiful creatures before, but this is really when you see it started turning in cultures, different cultures that they weren't as feared anymore. <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting, and then. The first piece of literature to ever introduce or mention mermaids was Homer's Odyssey. <laughs> so, although it was the first Odyssey, officially, I know <laughs> I had to include it. So, although it was first officially published in 1760, uh, and no one really knows how old it is, it, hopefully, I don't know. Said, did you read this Odyssey or the Iliad in school? I read both of them. Okay, in so multiple we had, grades. Yeah, we had to read it in high school. So, like, I remember, you know, uh, like, Homer, they don't really know who Homer was. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was passed down by word of mouth for a long time before it was, like, written down. And so, by the 5th century B.C., so we're, again, in A.D., it was B.C., it was already considered to be hundreds of years old. And at that point, that's over 2,500 years ago from right now. <laughs> so I thought that was so impressive. I don't even remember the part of it, but it's like when 
they are tied to the mast of the ship so they can hear the calls and songs of the sirens and mermaids without being lured to their death. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. I had to include it because that's literally the first written piece of literature to include mermaids was like thousands of years ago. <laughs> Which is crazy. The the myth of mermaids and the stories and legends of mermaids have been around longer than Christianity and Judaism. Because they're real. So, like, just let that sink in. <laughs> I told that to my boyfriend earlier when he tried to tell me that mermaids weren't real. I said, well, they've been along. <laughs> they've been around a lot longer than some other things. So <laughs> It's true. Tell him to go watch that TikTok video again. I'm going to send it to him. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I don't even think I ever showed him. I think he was like sleeping and then he woke up to go to a trip for work and I was like, okay. So I think I forgot to show him and I was really sad about it. The video is really, really got me fired up, like in some sort of way. I was like, wow, I need to go get a fishing boat. I need to just go sit on the fishing boat. I need to scowl the waters for this mermaid. I mean, I'm really not blaming you either because it's very believable. Um, yeah, it's it was just it's just crazy. And like the whole way that the video starts and like maybe that's part of if it's fake, like what makes it seem so real is like that he was not like looking for mermaids. He's just like, what up, guys? Like, And he's like, what the, the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, what the hell is this? I hear you. I'm like, what is going on right now? This is insane. Agreed. <laughs> watched it a million times every single time I was more convinced than the last time <laughs> well it's believable so it was definitely there, is was there anything else you wanted to add like did I miss anything that you found really interesting or anything no I think <laughs> you did a fabulous job and like all of the sightings that you mentioned were all sightings like that I had read up on um which I think is pretty interesting but I think we should probably go you know we want to go on like a ghost hunt or things like that we should probably go on a mermaid hunt oh for sure go on a mermaid hunt that would be very fun (laughs) I'm very Um, down for that like like probably where the million dollar reward is available that should probably be the first stop Okay. I'm good with that. If we can get our hands on some money. I'm good with that. Or we can join a mermaid cult. Okay. I'm down. I think this is a good plan. I guess. (laughs) Join the mermaids. (laughs) So you got some uh, jokes and facts for me or what? You know I do. Sweet. Uh, you want to hear a fact? Um, yeah, hit me with the fact. So, over 45 million pounds of avocado is consumed every year on Super Bowl Sunday. Holy crap. Pounds, 45 million pounds, people. That's insane. I mean, I guess that makes sense because I love me some guacamole. Same. And like, just like <laughs> some nachos or like, I don't know, I feel like everybody does like flatbreads now too. You do some flatbread, like a taco flatbread, bomb, nachos with guac on it. Just ha- people eating avocados like apples. I don't know. People are crazy. Ew. <laughs> I Maybe can't imagine a, that would taste good at all. That's a stretch, I guess. Just, just a side note, I did find this TikTok page, because we're talking about TikToks, is this guy who had, like, food allergies for, like, 30 years, and he recently went to the doctors and did, like, all these allergy tests, and, you know, like, your food tastes and stuff can change throughout the years, and he is not allergic to any of the foods that he was as a child, but he spent, like, over 30 years not eating any of this stuff because as a kid he was allergic they never retested and he stayed away from all of this stuff like eggs all fruit and vegetables you can basically think of 
And he just, <laughs> when he, I watched the episode of him getting to the avocado, and he's like, oh, how do people eat this? And I'm like, that's not how people eat it. <laughs> that's the problem. You don't eat it. Like, he didn't like the apple. I was so upset. <laughs> that is definitely not how it's done. But the avocado sent me, because I was like, no one just cuts into the avocado like that. <laughs> just takes a bite out of it. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> Man. All right, you ready for a joke? I am ready. What do tortillas sing at birthday parties? Sing at birthday parties? Mm-hmm. They have mouths, didn't you know? I don't. I don't know. What do they sing at birthday parties? Fajita Jolly Good Fellow. Fajita <laughs> Jolly Good Fellow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's so much better because you just started singing it. Like, so. <laughs> that was so great. You have to do it if you. Because, okay, so like, I do think some of these jokes. Oh my gosh. Some of these jokes are funny. I I think. But if you don't put the <laughs> emphasis on things, it wouldn't be as funny. Like Fajita Jolly Goodfellow. Like what? You gotta sing it. You gotta express yourself. Yeah, I mean you definitely sold it a lot better by singing it to me. That is yes. true. <laughs> I've been practicing. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. I'm glad. I'm glad I could do that <laughs> for you. Well, folks, you can find us on Facebook at Tacos and Tequila Podcast. On Instagram at just Tacos and Tequila. We have a website, tacosandtequilapodcast.com. has links to all our sources for every episode, as well as links to each episode's Spotify. And a blog post with our informing everyone that our new baby pictures are uploaded for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you leave a rating and or a review. Helps us get noticed, makes us feel special, and it's pretty cool to just see what you guys think and what episodes you like, what you want more of, things like that. So agree. And also, don't be afraid to slide into our DMs. I know, Sid, that's usually what you say. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but I definitely think recently we've gotten some great messages. And obviously, our last episode, we had a great guest on here to tell her story. And we just want to see more of that. Yes. Yes, definitely. It means a lot when you guys reach out and tell us what you like, what episodes you liked, if you have a case suggestion, anything like that. It's really cool to see. Agreed. Is there anything else I am missing, Sid? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that covered all the bases. Awesome. Well, I guess we will talk to you guys next week then. Bye. Bye. Ha 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 ha!